Madame et Monsieur, écoutez bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles McDonald, brought to you in association with Force Magazine on World Radio Paris. Bonjour and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is a primetime fashion show for World Radio Paris, brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald, and I'll be hosting the show exclusively for World Radio Paris and Monaco. In today's show, I'll be looking at some of the upcoming collaborations between the fashion and art scenes that are taking place in Paris. From Maison Margiela's Lafayette art show to Kenny Schaff's collaboration with Dior men's designer Kim Jones and Albert Elbaz return to fashion via film. Pierre Cardin, the prolific avant-garde French designer, best known for his geometric space-age couture and his impulse for disruption, has died in hospital at the age of 98 years old. I don't like to stop and I like to continually prove myself, Cardin said in an interview with CBS back in 2012. And certainly his work ethic from a young age right up to his death has been a testament to that. Renowned throughout his career for having perpetual irons in the fire, his skills were not limited to fashion. In fact, he built up an impressive empire based on a legion of then unprecedented licences, the contracts of which he began signing in the 70s and eventually ranged from automobiles and restaurants, where he turned Maxims, the historic Parisian Belle Epoque place, into a global brand. He then went on to feature hotels, jewellery, glasses, furniture and even tableware. By 1985, for instance, he had authorised 840 licensing arrangements in 125 countries. Though the practice of lending one's name to different concepts and product lines is now commonplace, it was certainly not when Cardan began putting his name to all manner of products. And for many, this still serves as a cautionary tale of how a high-end fashion label can quickly become devalued. Born Pietro Cardan in Treviso, in the northeast of Italy in 1922, Cardan's French parents escaped Italy's fascist regime, settling in Saint-Étienne, a city in eastern-central France, two years after the son's birth. In spite of his wine merchant father's desire he should pursue architecture, from childhood, Cardan knew he was interested in fashion. He took an apprenticeship as early as 14, before moving to Vici in 1944, where he subsequently trained as a tailor. Soon after completing his apprenticeship, Cardan moved to Paris, where he worked with the most famous couture houses of all time, Paquin and Schiaparelli, as well as the decorative artist Christian Lebar, designing costumes and masks for Jean Pompteau's La Belle et la Bête. By 1947, Cardan had become the head of Christian Dior's atelier during the revolutionary New Look era. It was expected that Cardan would succeed Dior, but in 1950 he left to set up his own namesake company on an attic in number 10, Rue Richpanesse. Though it was the costumes created for an elaborate masquerade ball hosted by art collector Carlos de Bisquigui, at Venice's Palazzo Labia in 1951 that launched Cardan's career, the ball was known as the party of the century. 
It was his futuristic approach for Cardin that will be remembered. Most famous of all is his bubble dress, named because of the way it flared from the waist and ruched together along the henline. This was launched in 1954 to international acclaim. Following on from this, his 1960s dresses were square-cut with large circular cutouts and geometric sleeves, and this continued to define space-age chic even to this day. His landmark Cosmos collection in 1964 anticipated unisex clothing, while his preference for crisp but agile textiles, such as jersey and wool crepe, transformed fashion entirely. Vinyl and felt were also firm favourites, though he developed his own fabric, Cardine too, and this was famously worn by Lauren Bacall on TV in 1968. Cardin dressed the stars of the day, including Audrey Hepburn, Jean Moreau, with whom he had a four-year relationship, the Beatles and Mia Farrow. Speaking of his early days in fashion, the designer quipped in a documentary earlier this year, I was quite good-looking, so everyone wanted to sweep with me. Beyond his cut, cloth and construction choices, Cardan was in many ways responsible for creating the fashion world of today. He was determined to push the envelope. The quotes that I prefer are those I invent for a life that doesn't exist yet. The world of tomorrow. The designer said, ahead of a retrospective of his work, held at London's Victoria and Albert Museum in 1990. He launched his ready-to-wear as a concept in 1959, and this was seen to be an egalitarian move which scandalised the fashion world and ended in his expulsion from the Chambre Saint-Degard de la Haute Couture, Couture's ruling body. In bringing high fashion to the masses, however, he effectively transformed a Couture house into the first-ever designer label. He was also one of the first to take a show on the road, by way of destination showcases, hosted in locations that were Western high, fashions hadn't reached out to before. Locations featuring China, India, Vietnam, and more famously, Moscow's Red Square. The fortune he amassed by way of his fashion line and his licensing deals was readily invested in classic French real estate, including the Marquis de Sade's castle in Provence, where he held the annual cultural arts. He also famously purchased the architect Attilovag's Palais Bubble, the Bubble Palace, following the death of the original owner. Cardin had in fact helped to design the palais, an example of his fascination, even then, with eccentric geometrical designs and the mar- marriage of fashion with art and architecture. During his lifetime, Cardin received various awards and contributions to French design and culture, including the Commander Order of the Cultural Merit from Monaco Principality. He was also made a UNESCO Goodwill Ambassador in January 1991. Indeed, H did nothing to slow the eternal futurist. In 2014, he launched a permanent museum, Past, Present, Future, in central Paris to showcase his most iconic designs. In 2016, he held a showcase of his work in the south of France, while in October 2017, the then 95-year-old launched a pop-up shop at London's Maison Azoline. Cardin once told The Telegraph, Clothes are important and everyone has to dress. It's like plants, like trees. You change your cover every season. 
to know whether a designer has left a mark on fashion, you need to close your eyes and think what they represent. Chanel left her little suit, Paco Rabanne about metal, Correge left his mark, as did Elsa Schiaparelli, Madeleine Vionnet. And as for Cardan himself, well, there's little doubt that he has also left quite the mark. As the creative director for Dior Men, Kim Jones has not shied away from mounting extravagant runway spectacles for the house's annual pre-fall collection presentation. Ensuing his futuristic 2018 Tokyo opulence and his 2019 Miami graphic takeover, Dior Men's pre-fall 2021 collection will be presented online due to the ongoing travel restrictions amid the pandemic. Though the launch includes a special event in Beijing instead of a runway display, it's sure there will be no shortage of the wild visionary that is Kim Jones. First and foremost, there will be a collaboration with another artist, a coveted hallmark of Jones's lavish tenure at Dior so far. Having commissioned and fused the diverse art of geniuses, including Hajime Soramaya, Daniel Ashram and Kaos into the veneer of Dior menswear, this time Jones has bequeathed the torch of aesthetic partnership to the iconic New York surrealist and abstract artist Kenny Scharf. Scharf has shared the same spotlight with contemporary street prodigies of the 80s, like Jean-Michel Basquet and Keith Haring, and he's no stranger to the collab mania of fashion, boasting a diverse portfolio of working with streetwear labels such as Heron Preston and G-Shock. Known for his cartoonish illustrations and iridescent figurative artwork that borders between surrealism and abstract, Schaff will certainly grace his comic strips with animated pictorial tropes onto Dior men's wardrobe staples, ready-to-wear goods and footwear with a marketable peel, of course. Just like many of Dior's artist collaborations before, there's no doubt that Jones and Schaff will deliver an internet-breaking crossover. The imminent Dior Men's Prefall 2021 collection also hints at Jones' fetish for youth culture and contemporary street artists, a habit that echoes founder Christian Dior's very own penchant at the start of his early career. Albert Elbaz is making his long-awaited return to fashion via film, rather than the runway. This is how I wanted to show it, even before COVID-19, he said on Monday. It's a digital world. Elbaz's joint venture with company Financier Richemont, dubbed AZ Factory, is on the official couture schedule for January the 26th at 8pm. The Fédération de la Haute Couture et de la Mode recently released a provisional calendar for Paris Couture Week, which runs from the 25th to the 28th of January, but it listed only times and dates, not formats. Pressed for details on his film, which has yet to be made, Elbas commented, It's a surprise. 
and the AZ Factory is sure to be one of the most closely watched ready-to-wear debuts in 2021, making Elbaz's full return to the fashion sheen more than five years after he exited Lanvin. His fashion startup has been slowed by the coronavirus pandemic, which disrupted the industry in a myriad of ways. Elbaz has largely kept details of his venture under wraps, posting some videos of working sessions on his Z Factory's Instagram feed, as well as his personal account. These have a playful, irrelevant spirit, with the designer sometimes obscuring his face with a cartoon likeness. He lifted the lid on the brand new name and visual identity back in November, along with a few hints about his approach and his audience, quoting, We design beautiful solutions, driven for fashion that works for everyone. It is a reset, it's also the birth of a factory, AZ said in a brief statement, calling itself a digital luxury brand based on innovation, technology and, above all, a place to experiment and try new ideas. Elbaz revealed this joint venture with Richemont back in October 2019, set up AZ's headquarters in Paris atop the Foundation Cartier, the Contemporary Art Museum in a striking glass building by architect Jean Neveu, and began building his team. Laurent started as the chief executive officer of AZ last month, joining from Luxury Rotator, the Webster in New York. When it was unveiled last year, Richemont and Elbaz described AZ as an innovative and dynamic startup meant to turn dreams into reality. The luxury giant, parent of brands including Cartier, Chloe, Van Cleef Arpels and Dunhill, said the venture would be project-based rather than the standard seasonal approach of most designer collections. Martin Margiela will make his debut as an artist at an exhibition at Lafayette Anticipations, the Art Foundation, backed by Group Galerie Lafayette, scheduled to open in April. The reclusive designer, who retired from fashion back in 2009, has been the subject of multiple exhibitions in the recent years, as well as a 2019 documentary, Martin Margiela, in his own words. He has never before shown his art. Martin Magella, set to run from April 15th to July the 25th, will feature previously on unseen sculptures, photographs and installations, most of which have created in the workshops of the 24,000 square foot space designed by the Dutch architect Rem Koolhaas OMA Agency. Margella has also created the scenography for the exhibition. This exhibition celebrates the idea that Martin Margiela has always been an artist whose work has played out since, within and outside the art world, the Foundation said in a statement. Martin Margiela has always made us look at things with fresh eyes. Going against the grain, he cultivates an obsession for discrete people, abandoned objects and forgotten places and events, bestowing on them a new dignity. 
the exhibition presented at Lafayette Anticipations, conceived as a complete work of art, continues Martin Margiela's obsession with transformation, it continued. Adding that, he was inspired by perennial themes in his work, such as the passage of time, disappearance, chance, mystery and aura. While the works of art will remain under wraps until the opening of the exhibition, the Foundation expects to release some teaser visuals in January. The show is sure to create a positive buzz for the space as part of a neighbourhood renewal project spearheaded by Galerie Lafayette, which stretches to its VHV Marais department store and also encompasses the food outlet Italy. The retailer has been hard hit by the coronavirus crisis, with its stores shut for a large portion of the year and the near absence of foreign tourists in Paris. Chief Executive Nicolas José forecast in May that sales would drop by 50% or 1 billion euros this year alone. I hope you can join me for the next Fashion Mode show, where I'll be speaking to Paris Toon on how Christian Louboutin and the City of Light were the main inspirations for his music production label's latest track. With more details and features to follow, you can catch up with all the fashion news on forcmagazine.com and at Force Magazine on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also keep up to date with the latest shows directly from Mixcloud, Podbean and our official profiles on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and Deezer under Force Magazine. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on. <laughs>